indigenous music culture. Revolutions per minute. I really see it as a cultural continuance. There's this continuum going on from powwow to what we're doing in the clubs now. Episode 10. Hey, this is Oz12 coming to you from the RPM.FM studios in the heart of Coast Salish Territories, also known as Vancouver, British Columbia. And this is RPM. Indigenous music culture. Here at RPM, one of the things we like about our name is that it also invokes the idea of BPM, which is beats per minute. Per minute. Per minute. The backbone of dance music worldwide. Per minute. BPM is ultimately an expression of something that we all share, whether it's in the form of music or in the most basic beat you can measure in that way, the heartbeat. The indigenous peoples of Turtle Island have been dancing and drumming for generations upon generations. But in the 21st century, there's a new expression of that dancing and drumming spirit. The powwow has been plugged in. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, this revolution has been electrified. Welcome to episode 10 of RPM Electric Power. Coming up, we have the beats of Indian Nick. Digital indigenous, founded by museum walls. Concrete border brick, shopping plaza malls on that vision quest. Chris Dirksen. And we begin with a tribe called Red. This is RPM. Let's get this revolution started, yo. Revolution 10. Try red. I'm DJ Indian, uh, aka Ian Compo. I'm Ojibwe from Nipissing First Nations. Uh, I'm a full-time producer and DJ and father and husband. I'm Bear Witness, I'm Iroquois, and uh, I'm a DJ and a video artist. As far as our music creation goes and, and, and our traditional, our use of traditional music, they just kind of went hand in hand with like, you know, my upbringing and, and being part of like the Aboriginal community when I was a child um, and going to powwows and such. Like it, it just, when you hear that drum, it makes you bob your head and it kind of did the same or tap your foot or do something. And uh, electronic music kind of did the same thing for me anyways, and uh, it just seemed like a, a really easy fit to put them together. I think it was also something where we wanted to make something for 
Aboriginal people that was you know, club music that we could have as our own, that people could, could claim as for them. Like that, that like dance music and, and specific like you know inner tribals and whatnot are just made to dance. Like you don't really need like you know a sad story or like a hard growing up rap song or, or or anything like that. It's just about dancing and it's about the music more than more necessarily than about the the message. That even though our, our music is very very underlying tones and messages in it, but uh, that's not what grabs people's attention right off the bat. It's more the fact that it's it's very danceable music and very enjoyable and has um it makes people dance that's that's basically it two things as far apart as electronic music and old traditions come together and how do you approach this challenge of making these things work together? I think they're, they're not too far apart, at least when you're talking about powwow and uh, and what we do as, as DJs. There's a lot of similarities there and especially in the way that we're doing it. You know, I, I really see it as a cultural continuance. You know, there's this continuum going on from powwow to what we're doing in the clubs now. When did you guys first start mixing these two genres of music together? It was about two and a half years ago, I guess. Yeah. Bear and I actually linked up, and I had I had a grass dance song that the opening didn't have any drums. Like it was just like uh, the lead and and uh, the first part of the round was um, was open. There was no drums, and uh, the tempo worked with a dubstep track that that Bear had lined up. And I just asked him if he had a beat that would go with this, and he kind of went through his his. Uh, his instrumentals and found one and that was that was the first one that we did the first mashup of traditional and contemporary music i think yeah as soon as, as, soon as we hit those two together the, the dubstep and the powwow was just like whoa you know that they worked perfectly What do you make of the use of the word tribal to describe a particular type of dance music? Tribal? Wow. I've, I've always hated it. 
Yeah, that, like like the tribal house kind of thing. Like that, it's always kind of bugged me because the people who were making it weren't necessarily tribal people. Lord up, Lord up. Why, why do you think people love that so much? Well, I think it's just, you know, when you start making rhythms that have a little more percussion or something that they, you know... Ethnicity. Yeah, an ancient culture kind of thing. Then they want to call it tribal. But uh, it's usually got nothing to do with uh, the original people who might have used that. Yeah. They're grasping at, at some, some sort of roots because apparently European roots aren't good enough. <laughs> Fail. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's actually it, the the non-Aboriginal people at our, at our parties uh, react to it great. Like they they've mostly been very respectful, and, and and you know it's about the music. And I don't know if they take the cultural side to it too much. They 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 enjoy the music a lot. That's for sure. So what do your aunties and grannies think of this music that you guys make? You know, we, we did a gig not too long ago in Peterborough uh, as part of a, of a series, performance series called All in the Family. That was uh, all artists within my family from four generations of my family who are performers, actors, dancers, singers um, all did like workshops and, and performances as, as part of this week in Peterborough. And we went down uh, to, to play and we had my grandmother and my great aunt up dancing to, to Tribe Called Red, which is one of my proudest moments. Yeah, absolutely. His grandma, his grandma could barely like walk in, but that music got her going. That was really cool. Yeah. Hi, this is Bear Witness of A Tribe Called Red. You're listening to RPM, Indigenous Music Culture. We're listening to the beats of A Tribe Called Red on RPM.FM. And this is episode 10, Electric Pow Wow. And my name is Oz12. Electronic music doesn't need to get its beats from drums. In the case of my next musical guest, BPM could stand for bows per minute. And I'm talking about none other than Chris Dirksen. My name is Chris Dirksen. I'm from the North Tucker Reserve in Northern Alberta. I am half Cree. I'm a full-time cellist and I live in Vancouver.
Well, I think I get inspired by a lot of different things around me. So I also include uh, my indigenous heritage in that I kind of equate being a musician to being like a jeweler. You know, you take all these really pretty stones that are really different and you make them together in your own style, in your own way um, to create something that's yours, including everything else that's beautiful around you. two things so as far apart as electronic music and old traditions come together? Oh, they're coming together faster and faster. Um, it's so easy, you know, to include a little bit of traditional rhythm and add, add something super minuscule on top of it and it becomes electronic. They're, they're almost two in the one. A lot of electronic stuff is also rhythm-based, um, so those tie together so easily. cello and wanted to make sounds that I could relate to and take the cello away from being a cello and more into being like a palette of colors. electronic music make possible for you, you know, spe specifically in your music that, say, rock, country, or folk music just doesn't provide? Well, the use of me using the electronics on my instrument allows me to create a full different sound. Um, I can make the cello sound like a bass or a drum. I can make the cello sound um, like seagulls, if I need to, using just small digital electronics. I can change the sound of my cello into something. Um, that's not as, as classical as the cello seems to be. and grannies make of your music? My aunties love it. My uncles, on the other hand, are a little bit more confused. <laughs> and um, I think they're all really proud of me, though, because I'm doing pretty good. So I get a lot of pride, but I think the guys in my family are a little bit more wary because it's not something that you hear all the time, especially in the res. <laughs>
This is RPM. Revolutions per minute. Digital indigenous music culture. Episode 10, Electric Power. Digital indigenous, founded by museum walls. Concrete border brick, chopping plaza malls on that vision quest. It's a brown bottle, tall white mouth, and it burns the spirit. Sounds of voices, I can't hear it. Music keeps... My name's Nicholas Glennon, a.k.a. Silver Jackson, a.k.a. Indian Nick. I'm uh, playing at LU. There's a artist, a musician, a magician, living in Sitka, Alaska. No way, I maintain. We won't stop till we break these chains. Break these chains to the touch, they feel cold. Thinking back on history, everything we're told. We became the wicked red man, tombstone red unknown. Electric Indians, neon when I glow. I will not stop, will not call this home my rock. It's something different, running through life's catadrome. Oh yeah, we're electric, voltage high, it's blown. We resist it like the old. I charge my flow, my current soul. So electric, neon when I glow. genre forms seamlessly and, and can be done really smoothly indigenous music and, and any any other genre electronic hip-hop whatever just depends on how you approach it well you don't sign that treaty god is red you feel me some of you refrain from change i bring it quickly soldiers we've enlisted this story repeats itself a strange fruit from that poplar tree i'm burning academically actually guaranteed a b c d e f g read about wounded knee pilgrim ships and christmas trees turkey day and easter these christians wrote the books we read i can take this i can't read 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 What do you think if we are to time travel to the middle of the 19th century and 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 play our, these new forms of electronic music for an elder back then? What do you think they would think? <laughs> oh man, I'd like to think that they'd be intrigued by it. We've always been strong, adaptive communities and cultures. You're listening to Revolutions Per Minute, also known as RPM. This has been Episode 10, Electric Power. Electric Power. I want to thank the three bands you heard on today's podcast, Indian Nick, Chris Dirksen, and A Tribe Called Red. You can find more of their music on rpm.fm. Make sure you keep your interweb pointed at rpm.fm to keep up with the latest and greatest in indigenous music in many genres and styles. And let us know what you think of the podcast. Hit us up at RPMFM on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. My name is Oz12. It's been great to be here with you again, but I'm out. Peace.
So what do you think if you traveled back in time to like the middle of the 19th century and played this music for an elder at that time? What do you think? What, what would happen? I, I reference dubstep as a music of the future because if you played it for somebody even like in the 1950s it just sounds like noise it's just like big bass weird noise I try and, and see how people would, would react to this club music that we're making now like even you know in the 50s I don't know if they'd even understand what's happening in, <laughs> in the mid 19th century but I'm wondering if in the 19th century when they're creating these songs if that's what they thought too that they're making this feature music because like no one's going to get this and they would bang it out on a drum <laughs> 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 like pre contact rock stars are like no one no one understands me yo <laughs> RPM 